podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to post-match Raw for the Community Shield. I'm not calling it pre-season now. It's, it's post-match Raw because we won and it counts. But I am joined by the usual host of post-match Raw and someone doing me a big favour for this because nobody else could be asked is Trev. How are you doing, Trev? I'm good, man. And yes, you're dead right. It is, of course, now a title, as Pep Guardiola would say. This is a title uh, which, of course, will damage the um, well-being of both Manchester clubs um, because obviously the uh, other two relied uh, the other what lot across uh, relied very much on charity shields for their trophy haul and total as well so yeah it's good good stuff Nigel is saying I'm very quiet can you hear me can you hear me okay guy you're fine my end Okay, okay, good stuff. Yeah, uh, a, a belter, man. Uh, a belter of a game of football. As as I suppose we should have guessed it would be when there's two solid teams from these two clubs out. But I didn't expect it to be this good. Uh, anyone who's listening to stuff that I had to say on various shows over the week would have known that I had a little bit of apprehension. Not because, you know, I give a shit about the game itself or the inverted commas title. But because I didn't want any psychological edge to go to Manchester City and well... It certainly hasn't, and that to me is significant, and that's why far more than any shiny pot uh, or anything that goes on the, the the champions' wall or whatever, this is psychological edge. Every little thing we need to leverage the fuck out of it, and we are going to do that now. And we've got the big one in terms of the uh, centre forward um, bragging rights. Um, so it's it's uh, I've really enjoyed that man. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think we discussed on on AIP, didn't we? The it, the preseason feel was strong with this one, but I think once you get started watching, it certainly feels more than a preseason game. Like it wouldn't have—I don't think it would have ruined my day if we lost, like normal games would. But I was celebrating the goals, whereas in preseason, you're just like, "Yay!" Um, so yeah. yeah, it's very different, I think. But it's not quite a real game, but. As you said, we can add it to the trophy hall, so the treble is on. Um, but we'll start as we usually do with the starting 11s, and Flash Gore has got Man City in red for some reason. But I'll go with the Liverpool team first. Um, Adrian in goal, obviously. Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Robertson, Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago, Moore, Bobby and Diaz. And just for comparison, we have the City team. Edison, Walker, Diaz, uh, Aki, Cancelo, number seven, Number seven, Cancelo, which we'll come back to. That's a fucking travesty. Um, mm. Kevin De Bruyne, Rodri, uh, Bernardo Silva, Jack Grealish, Haaland and Mares. Now, Trev, I think this is kind of the team we expected. Maybe Ibu for Matip, etc. But I think the more interesting things, if we look at the benches, because 
as we've been getting closer to the season, everyone's been doing the previews and saying who will win the league. Liverpool obviously finished fifth because that seems to be the, the crack nowadays. Um, but if you look at the benches, I mean, um, we've got Carvalho, Harvey Davis is the backup keeper because we've got a couple injured. Harvey Elliott, Gomez, Curtis Jones, Naby Kanate, James Milner and Nunes. Uh, they've got Julian Alvarez, who looked quite good when he came on, to be fair. Foden, Gundogan, Mbete, Ortega, who's the back new backup goalkeeper. Uh, Palmer, who's a youngster. Phillips, Stones, and another youngster with a double-balled surname. But they're only missing Laporte, who's a centre-back. Whereas you look at the strength of our bench, which I'd say is probably quite a bit stronger than theirs, but we're also missing Alisson, Jota, Kelleher, Ox, and Simicas. So... I feel like our squad going into the season is maybe underrated in terms of strength. I think the first 11s are obviously debatable, but in terms of the squad, I, I think that kind of sums up ours as a bit stronger, isn't it? I think so. If you sort of maybe do a compare and contrast, with, I know Pep was trying to big up the fact that the Wilson Esbrand kid was a potential, uh, you know, cover at left back, but we know they're going to get Cucurelli in, and that's only a matter of time yeah. to do whatever deal they're going to do so you compare him straight off the bat to Harvey Davies in terms of likelihood of getting minutes I would imagine uh, but again as you say there there's Cole Palmer and Luke Mbete who are names that most people won't be familiar with and then how highly do you rate the new boy Calvin Phillips John Stones Gundogan is obviously excellent and Ortega and Alvarez and Foden make up a bench that's fairly solid, of course, but not just as terrifying as you might think. And of course, like I think the outgoings that they've had, um, I still think they're going to do a bit of splurging before the window's over, because that to me does not look like um, a, a strong enough squad, considering the their position in the game and the money that they've got. Um, our bench, by comparison especially in the afterglow of what Darwin did when he came in. Um, little bits of Fabio looking really good today. Looks really solid. Harvey Elliott, we all have high hopes for again this season. Curtis Jones, oft discussed on AI podcast. We won't do yeah. that again today. But with Naby, uh, Jimmy Milner, who's your you know, utility tool, uh, Ibu Kanate and Joe Gomez. I mean, that's a solid, solid bench. Um, again, I, you, it, it, there's there's a real obvious thing that we can say. And I don't know what you want to do here, man. We can maybe just address it at the top and lance all these boils that need to be addressed because people are going to want to talk about Henderson in that opening uh, 11 for Liverpool people are going to want to talk about the yeah. fact that um, um, it's 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 uh, it's it's an issue there and uh, the only other thing that you could possibly uh, I think raise an eyebrow at is you know does uh, how did Bobby do is Bobby a, a, a viable starter all the time now and him versus Nunes and I, that's a law of the jungle thing that'll work itself out in terms of, of, the, of the form so, I mean, I, I, I'm very reluctant. I don't know what you think, man, especially in a charity shield game, especially before the season even starts. I'm very reluctant to be hacking out all these old, um, trotting out all these old arguments, especially on a day like today when we should be just having the crack. It's a preseason friendly, a glorified one, one that ends in a little bit of psychological blow against the enemy for us. So I'm, I'm going to be leaning into that on this show. Yeah, I think it is a bit of fun. I think there's other podcast I think I did note a few times Henderson was possibly drunk but I'm not going to slag him off <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he got tackled by the ground at one point which needs discussing but it's not one of the shittest player etc so yeah um, but yeah there's always going to be them discussions and you'll probably have one like, for Fulham next weekend um, 
But we'll get through the game. Basically, the first 15 minutes, I was eating my tea, so my notes are a bit scarred. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> how it goes. Uh, I had a nice chicken tikka wrap, people. That's what I was doing. Um, Beautiful. Yes, my first note was more started on fire, and Henderson was a bit drunk. That sounds about right to you, Trev. I'll, I'll I'll go with that. I mean, we did have those early attempts by Thiago, Diaz, Mo, one after the other. All um, the first two shots blocked. Um, Mo's shot was saved after he cut in and ran. Good balls by Thiago uh, to Robbo and, uh, sorry, consecutive poor balls by Thiago to both Robbo and Trent. I noticed that in six minutes. Mm-hmm. And after that, after that, Thiago just had the game uh, on strings. Oh. He was outrageous today. Just, just extras. Well. Absolutely. Just all the extra sauce on Thiago's performance today. What I loved about it. And I am absolutely grasping the wood of the table as I say this. He looked robust. He looked fit. We all know he's brilliant in the aerial battles, but he was really strong in the tackle as well. And you add that to the ability to sort of dictate tempo and, 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 and drive fantastic passes. But yeah, I mean, in that opening period as well, I think De Bruyne had a shot that was fairly well blocked by Virgil. Uh, and uh, the first kind of fuck's sake Hendo moment happens about 11 minutes. It's a lovely flow and move that ends up with a, a bit of a, a poor ball. And unfortunately, that is a feature as we go through the game. There are a few moves to end with kind of you're, you're asking yourself, what what was that? <laughs> um, uh, you know, it, it, and that's just that's just a fact. Now, a lot, an awful lot of people will see retribution in the through ball to... Um, to Darwin, uh, which mm. uh, was saved by Anderson's face later on. But I will say on that, just before, just just to anticipate before we get a certain lad who does this show with us was already saying that the pass should have been better and it would have been a goal. <laughs> so, yeah. credit words, you. <laughs> yeah, but in that opening period, I agree with you. I think like 13 minutes, there's a Robbo back post header into the side rigging. You know, Robbo, if Robbo could finish, you know, he'd be, he'd be player of the year every year. <laughs> Um, 50 absolutely absolutely um and again just other bits and pieces just leading up to the goal uh, and i'll let you talk about that just to fill in for you man i i thought there was some great foot in stuff from both sides in that kind of 15 minute mark like it was unbelievable there was a, a, a nearly a full minute of football where it was one team out doing the other in terms of getting a foot in or being first to the ball or uh, reading what was coming next, it was like, oh my god! The rest of the Premier League must be looking at that and going, yeah, we, yeah, we're fucked. Do you know, yeah. we don't have a chance here. Like, I mean, it, this the the tempo, the standard, the press was just so high, uh, and then we had about nineteen minutes. Robo and Diaz, uh, 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 sorry, Rodri, Diaz, and Ederson all combining to deflect the Henderson cross away from the mm-hmm. uh, fr- uh, from getting to Diaz. Uh, but then before you know it, we're, we're one up. So if you want to take it from there, I guess. Yes, and my note as I quote, fucking get in, Trent from the edge of the box. Actually, it took a deflection <laughs> <of> <laughs> <laughs> Now, I've seen that a couple of times and I couldn't see how significant it was. Guy, what did you think? It looks like it just lifted it slightly because I think Edison may have saved it, but it is Edison after all who's a bit. Adrian <laughs> at times, um, but to be fair, Adrian was quite good. To uh, but yeah, I think it, I think it may have went in, um, but I think it just confirmed it nestling into the top corner beautifully. But it's definitely a trend goal. Not one goal. 
And the move itself, man, is fantastic. That like Trent starts it with that lefty crossfield ball to Diaz, Diaz to Thiago, Thiago's ball into into Mo Salah's gorgeous, and he just basically lays it off. And and that finish by Trent is like it's so deliberate. Mm-hmm. I think the deflection the deflection's minimal, so it's it's almost picture book. It wasn't for uh, Aki's noggin having something to do with it, but um, yeah. I don't know how much uh, I don't know how much it deflected the the ball. I don't know whether that keeper is getting to it or not. To be perfectly honest with you, mm-hmm. but that lovely sweep and right to left finish. I mean, I, I could watch those all day. It is beautiful. Maybe Trent's figured out. I wasn't very good at shooting. I'll just cross the ball into the goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I. I would like to think that man because look, we've all seen the the the, the photos of Trent going around with all the various um, uh, sensors attached to his brain. We do know that this guy is sort of levels above as a footballer and if it wasn't for martin tyler today nobody would have mentioned anything to do with anything negative they wouldn't have brought up the stupid narrative about his poor defensive work because that's bullshit as we know and i just every time i see those photos i just keep thinking you know what this lad because he is levels up he has he has room there's still ceiling there is my point and that that should terrify the shit out of everybody else thinking about Trent Alexander-Arnold getting better. I mean, that's exciting. If his, if his defensive work... Well, to be fair, it's not even his defensive work. If he ever has to defend normally for a right-back, I mean, people will just be proved wrong because he has to play midfield and as a winger and as a 10 and a right-back. So there's no other right-back who has his workload in a game and people criticise that. It, it's fucking moronic. Um, but if his if his defensive work actually does ever out matches attacking output, he will probably be going down as the best player in history. Um, so yeah, hopefully that happens. Um, yeah, it's just it's just odd, and I'm sad to hear you had Martin Tyler. I don't like Sam Matterface, and I think we had Karen Carney, but it's better than Martin Tyler. So apologies for that, Trev. Yeah, that that's going to be coming back later on, man. Don't worry, I do have a, a, a at least at least one Martin Tyler rant, but we'll save that for whenever we think uh, we're flagging a bit on the match stuff. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, but after the goal, Man City kind of come back into it. I think Mares, uh, KDB has a chance actually from a Mares through ball. Uh, then it's mm. a bit back and forth again. We have a chance on the break. I think Henderson passes it behind or slightly under Diaz's feet, which kind of a story. Of, uh, I thought, well, we always do have to discuss Henderson. I thought he was good off the ball and he was kind of tragic on the ball. Eh, I'm not overly arsed. We won, but hopefully he gets better on the ball. But it's a preseason game, so I'm not overly arsed and I'm not going to stick on it. Uh, <laughs> next note, Henderson definitely drunk. Offside chance for City. <laughs> Adrian saves it anyway. Uh, Trent's now drunk because he's gone walkies. A uh, couple City chances and Haaland fluff both. Um, yeah, on the ITV coverage, they were really desperate for Haaland to score. It probably was the same on yours because, yeah, they do that. We we talked about him on AIP a bit and also basically the intrigue around this game was... It'll be a bit of fun, but we also wanted to see Haaland up up close and personal. Obviously, Carl's there, um, repping our pod there. What what did you make of him? Because we saw De Bruyne was playing very high, doing most of the off-ball work. He dropped deep a couple of times to grab the ball, and he looked kind of wrong, but he missed them chances in the first half, and he looks... How would I word this? He looks like more of a... 
project than say Darwin does for us. That's probably a hard word. Yeah, and I would have thought, being perfectly honest, it would have been the exact opposite. That's I would have my my thinking going into this would have been my natural reaction would have been I think it's going to be the exact opposite. I think Darwin will be, will be the project, and 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 Holland's going to hit the ground running. And I think everybody feared that. And the first time there was any potential link with that player for us or anybody else coming to the Premier League, it was kind of yeah, he's kind of going to be made for this, you know, as. Uh, as Nick refers to him, a tremendous Nordic meat shield, and you know he is he 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 like like there's I'm I'm not gonna fall into the 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 silly the silly uh, uh, um, uh, trap of do, dissing him in any way shape or form. They're finding their feet, as Martin Tyler was mm-hmm. eager to tell us. They've played less games than us already, and you know you have to cut a bit of slack there. It's it's he's a different presence up top for them as well. You would say that perhaps like he did he he, he had the ball in the net on one occasion when um, the ball had gone over the dead ball line in the second half, and you would say that he should have done better in that kind of double opportunity you were talking about mm-hmm. um, for sure. The said the second one was piss poor, um, but Adrian did okay on the first. I, I just I think I think it would be a very careless man or woman who wrote. Uh, Erling Haaland off at this point based on a, what we would be dismissing as, as a friendly if we had lost it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He still worries the shit out of me, um, to be fair. Yeah. And let's be fair, he's playing against Virgil van Dijk and, and well, I didn't, I didn't note Joel Matip down, but Matip was fucking unbelievable today. He even headed the ball onto his hand whilst he was on the floor. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, think, um, I think, I think, I think, Credit words to you, Guy. There was some really good defensive work by us. And I, and I know there was a lot of talk about Joe Gomez. I didn't watch any preseason games apart from this. So I know there was some wincing about Joe Gomez. But I have to say, right, whether it was Thiago covering, whether it was Fab doing bits um, in his inimitable style in, in, in that area, whether it was Virgil looking imperious or Joel, I thought, Excellent. Going forward and defensively. He won 1v1, I think, with De Bruyne in the second half, and it's just tremendous. So I thought that side of our game looked really good. They don't get that goal, if we're being perfectly honest, that they get if it's uh, Ali. Uh, They just don't because he's not letting that thing go. And it, oh, yeah, well, okay, okay, and and, <laughs> and probably a, as as good a time as any to to pause and talk about um to 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 pause and talk about Pawson because he he was somebody was saying like what's worse his hair or his or his outfit or something like that I, I was saying his eyesight because he just. <laughs> Yeah, he just he, he doesn't see the same things that other, as uh, people, everyone else sees, and the the, the look, we'll get to it. But the the the, the handball decision and, and the fact that it took so long, it kind of it was kind of farcical. I was he'd be embarrassed for everyone concerned, but I thought you know the it it ends with the first half ends with us on the up after they had gotten a good toehold. Um, the first half started with us on the up and then they got that little period of 15 minutes 20 minutes but we sort of got we got back into it just as the as the half was ending um uh you know and uh, overall i i i would have said on on far more than on points when you look at the stats at the end because they start racking up the opportunities or at least shots attempts mm-hmm. Uh, the stats favor City overall in the match, but in that first half, I think it was us um, 
not comfortably, but certainly by a good head or a good nose. Yeah, I think we were more dominant, but maybe without the chances. And I think they just kind of allowed it without maybe the Haaland chances aside. I think we were certainly the better team. Um, the second half was a bit more up and down, but we, we scored more in the second half. So, hey-ho. Um, yeah, Craig Pawson's shite. That, that was literally my next note anyway. <laughs> um, might as well do it now because the second half's a bit busier. But a left-back being number seven, Trev, is that... That haunts me to my core. I, I won't lie. I, I'm, I'm just guessing here now, right? But I'm guessing the natural people who would have been in line for that seven shirt would have been De Bruyne. And he he has his own probably superstitious number that he likes to wear. So that's mm-hmm. that. He's 17. And then you would have thought Foden at 47 would be a natural heir to the seventh throne, right? Because he's going to want to think of himself as a first-team footballer, and I think they do. So that's weird that it wasn't one of those. They were certainly that it wasn't Foden that got it. And then what does that tell us about Cancelo? It kind of tells us quite a bit, doesn't it? I mean, I I don't know. Like, Or does it... His hero is quite clearly James Milner. That's, that's That's what we know. Let's go with that. I like yeah. that. Let's go with that. Yeah, absolutely. Was he? I think Milner was seven for Man City as well. I might be wrong in that. Um, but yeah, it's quite clearly his hero. Um, yeah, God. I, I'm one of the... Whenever I do FIFA or Football Manager, it, it's 1 to 11. It, it just is. So on, on, I don't know if you ever play FM anymore, Trev, but on FM, some of the players have the favourite number and it's just like, fuck off. You won two eleven, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, none of that shite for me. As a ma- as a man who has, who is a man who's serious organisational uh, control and borderline OCD issues, I can only relate uh, completely to this uh, to this uh, little uh, take of yours, guy. I'm, I'm fully supportive here, man. If Trent ever falls off as a footballer, that's the first thing I'm coming for as number sixty six because that shit. That, <laughs> I'll, I'll let it off. I'll let it off. Because fucking hell. <laughs> uh, me. I can't. I can't deal with it. But anywho, we're at half time. Uh, City have a chance. Mares runs off the back of Robbo. Robertson still hasn't. I know it's a pre-season game, but he had that quirk last season of being the deepest on on the offside line. You might need, might want to fix that before the season starts. My next note is: Do you reckon Grealish should be a better player if he start tried standing up every now and again? I I really don't know what's going on with this because uh, obviously um, Big Martin Tyler wanted to talk about how he's top of the most fouled players list and all that, and you know most people with their Grealish commentary are stuck in the season that he had for Aston Villa, where he's quite impressive. Uh, but I'm sorry, he is like. Whether the the fact that he has talent is not up for debate. The fact that he can't apply that talent in a Manchester City side um, in a way that's effective and consistent, that's not up for debate. Now it may happen this season. It may. Uh, he may find find his form if he's granted the opportunity by Guardiola. But there's the the question. I think now maybe if if he doesn't sign another attacker. Which I still have a feeling he will. Mm. Uh, I think perhaps, perhaps Grealish will get a chance to play continuously, and that may lead to the form, which will lead to him becoming a, a successful City player. Um, I mean, successful in terms of his form. Mm-hmm. But if he does, if 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 if, if, if there is another sign, if there is another attacker, but 
it could be exactly the same repeat rinse and repeat season for for this guy because I don't know what it is like he, uh, she's great maybe a little bit of a flat track bully but when he comes up against really good defenders he doesn't have it he does say well he hasn't have, had it for City anyway and you know uh, it'll be interesting to watch that develop I think that's an interesting one whether they recruit or don't may have a bearing on whether he gets a chance to you know become that consistent performer and the thing is, Bernardo Silva's still linked with Barcelona, so if he goes, it, there's going to be more midfield opportunities for him as well. If Bernardo Silva goes, they'll probably have hundreds of millions to spend in the last few weeks of the transfer window. So, but Exactly, exactly. I, I think Bernardo Silva going would impact the title race more than any signing Liverpool could make, so that would be fucking glorious for me. Um, so, that yeah, damn all for him leaving, if that is true. But Barcelona do only have Monopoly money, so we will see. Um Next note, Hendo's drunk again, yep, etc. Uh, subs come on, Mares and Grealish go off for them, Ford and Alvarez come on, uh, and Darwin comes on for Bobby for us. Um, few minutes later, we have a penalty shout, but it is clearly offside. Henderson back post cross to no one. Darwin misses a 1v1, good pass by Henderson. Um, before we get into the yeah, that, that was that goal, yeah. That yeah. one guy just to cut just yeah. to cut in because you did mention it. And we'll just have this as the solitary Hendo moment. This is the one where it was in 61 minutes. He got the ball. There were, I think, three people ahead of him. And it's not really a back post cross. It's it's a kind of... It can't, a because he's too central. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, too, he's too central for that. It's, it's like a straight dink just to nobody over the dead ball line. You're thinking, oh, man. I mean... I don't know. I don't know. And again, look, it's still, as we're often reminded, and Klopp told us again today, it's still preseason for everybody. Maybe those sort of, as you said, the, the, you gotta allow, you gotta allow that. Maybe the the, the on the ball stuff will it will improve. Um, but it's 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 frustrating because you know if there's somebody sliding in these balls, we have Diaz making clever runs. We've got uh, if Bobby's ahead of him, we've got Darwin ahead of him, we've got Mo ahead of him, and these are intelligent runs. And not to mention fullbacks bombing into these spaces as well and on ahead. So you do need that subtlety of passing. It, it's, I mean, it is an option, of course, but it's not an option if you want to win the quintuple, which is now on, as we know. You know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and we'll we'll we can't win our. Singapore trophy as well. I think we have to. Oh, great. The, the, the sex tuple. <laughs> yeah. Let's go absolutely. for it. Let's go. Um, yeah. As I said with Henderson earlier, I thought he was actually really good off the ball. I think sometimes he didn't track Trent to his best abilities, but his pressing was really good and his movement was quite all right. It's just the passing <laughs> was funny. <laughs> it wasn't even bad. It was just funny at times. But we won't get bogged down. Hopefully, he has a better game against Fulham. On the ball, uh, yeah, Darwin missing that missing that one v one. To be fair, Edison does quite well, saves it with his head. Um, but and it is a good through ball, but it is a good through ball by Henderson. It's just a good pass by Henderson. I mean, obviously, maybe you'd like it to have been weighted differently, but it's a good fucking ball. And you know, Darwin does well; he gets there. And Ederson's a very, very good goalkeeper. I mean, it's not it's not a coincidence that he's always in the conversation as to who's the best 
between him and Ali because he does lots of good things and his anticipation is one of those. He's always quick out. He's mm. as quick out as Ali is. And, you know, you got to give credit where it's due in, 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 on an occasion like that. Uh, later on, we have that sort of um, validation for Darwin of getting his goal. So that puts that to bed. Um, but just by by way of wanting to balance it up a few of the things you've said, like it, it, I, I think it's a perfectly good pass through to him. And... Uh, you know, uh, uh, just 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 for, for the sake of leveling it up. But you know, as you know, uh, there I is. I did say in is, one uh, of my WhatsApps we wasted his one good pass for fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I think yeah. That's that. That's that's why I have the fear. It feels harsh, that... but it's funny now that we won. <laughs> Yeah, it is absolutely. Now there's so much of that now. We can look back and and have a bit of a, a giggle, but you would there'd be a little bit more angst and annoyance in the show and in the comments if if it hadn't been for the fact that we beat Manchester City. And you'll know I'm not saying that we won the Charity Shield. I'm saying that we beat Manchester City in a game yeah. at the start of the season. I like that. Um, but of course they do get their goal. Um, uh, on 70 minutes uh, which is where yeah. we're at now. So we might as well get uh, might as well get into that because look. Mm-hmm. I'd like you to tell me about it for what you think, because I watched it numerous times and just found it really, really annoying. Um, the It's Alvarez who puts it in in the end, but mm-hmm. it looks like there's a ball into Foden. I can't remember who that is because I, I was too annoyed to look at too many of the replays. Um, his sort of volley, volleyed effort is saved. Isn't that right by Adrian, who gets up and starts scrambling at Foden's feet as he's coming in for the the rebound, and then that breaks to Alvarez, who sweeps it home. Is that is that a fair interpretation of what happens? Yeah, I can't remember who passed to Foden either, but I, I'm going to assume it was Cancelo because he's probably their best player. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you know the rules of football anymore, Trev? Well. Here, here's here's the thing, and we might as well skip on at this uh, stage to um, Martin Tyler because beautiful him him and his pal were talking about um, later on how Darwin's uh, 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 header from Moe's cross uh, was led to what you call might call a modern handball. I, I don't know what that is. That's what? just. That's just shit talk. It was him and a guy who used to play for Stuart, Stuart, I think it was Stuart Robson. He used to play for Arsenal. And the two of them were talking about, yeah, it's a modern, uh, you know, in in our day, that wouldn't have been given. It's a fucking deliberate handball. So here, it it looks to me because it was the situation that our keeper has two hands on the ball and he is challenged when he has two hands on the ball. Now, I was under the impression that that was a foul and that that would be given. Um, I presume this is what you're talking about here when you say you don't know what the rules are anymore. Yeah, and maybe, absolutely. like he, I guess he doesn't have a paw either side of it in a firm hold, but he does clearly have two hands on the ball at one point uh, before the decisive intervention by their player. So, I, yeah, man, I it's daft. It, it it wasn't about the offside decision. That didn't even look close, even in the first thing. It was it it was about the the the, uh, the interaction between Foden and the keeper. And to me, that's that's you know another passing error. And uh, VAR should have picked it up, and they don't. Well, that's the thing. I think almost the the referee getting the offside very wrong because I don't even think it was close. It certainly wasn't an obvious offside. It was just very early flag from him. I think 
it almost put pressure on to find a reason to let the goal go. It's just, it's just odd. It's just a collection of errors from both the referee and the assistant. And then, yeah, I think there was an incident last season where Casper Michael, he had one hand on the ball and the ball was on the floor. And I think it was against Villa because there was loads of Villa fans on Twitter mourning about it. Um, and rightfully so because the rule's fucking stupid. Uh, and a bit, I'm presuming Villa, Villa attacker got the ball from underneath him where he only has one hand pressuring down. And then it, the goal got um, disallowed. But he clearly has two uh, two hands on the ball. It's It just seems odd. And it is... That's probably the main thing to take away from this game more than anything. The standard of refereeing still shite. <laughs> and we've got rid of Mike Dean. Um, who else we got rid of? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, but 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 oh yeah, and, and, and of course the who's our other chubby lad who's gone? Um, oh, the lad I used to love describing in various different ways. Oh, Moss. Oh, wait. Moss. Johnny Moss is gone as well. So, but like, I mean, I, I don't know. The thing is, yeah, poor referees. But we also have to remember that this thing that we have is supposed to be a failsafe. So, yeah. if it's going to come down to the interpretation of whatever referee is in there. Again, you're still talking about the standard of refereeing. That needs to be remembered. If they're the person making the call with the use of the uh, uh, technology that's available, like uh, people get really pissy and say, it's not VAR's problem, VAR didn't give it. Somebody interpreting the uh, technology did. Stop being a robot shagger and get the point that's being made here. The point is, if it's somebody making a human error or making their interpretation based on the technology, the technology is not worth a shit. Or it's certainly worth sod all if you can't interpret the freaking thing properly. And we have seen that endlessly last season. We seem to be involved in an awful lot of decisions around that. Here we are again already. We go straight to another one. We might as well talk about that now because it's only a couple of minutes later. Yeah, we get on Milner and and, and um, Harvey Elliott on the pitch. And uh, I, there is a, 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 a Bernardo Silva cross that goes narrowly over top and Adrian's head's a bit gone. He's slicing the clearances and stuff. But on 79 minutes, there is this next one. And like I said, it's a cross. It's a headed ball across. The hand goes out deliberately and it stops the flight of the ball. I don't understand how you can refer to that as a modern handball. I don't understand what that means. That's just shit talk. And of course, when the goal, when the penalty is eventually awarded after needlessly ages of time and analysis, uh, Tyler talks about how, oh, well, remember, Shemichael saved from Mo Salah on this very ground last season. And, oh, remember, uh, <laughs> remember the, minute, the minute Mo had scored the goal, he says, Remember all those two-two draws between these clubs last season. I swear to God, this is the type of thing. It's 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 a sickness with the guy, and I keep bringing it up because most people are listening to that. I understand that you might not be, but most people are. It's going to be the dominant commentary that's been heard by people, and it affects the narrative, and it affects the newspaper headlines, and it affects the way that people perceive the game, and that just makes it uh, uncomfortable for us because we have to listen to the shit talk. That's how shit like. Um, Try and can't defend get started, guy. You know what I mean. Yeah, and now, that, now, and, and now they're they want to talk about a modern handball. Fucking hell! <laughs> uh, it's not like his hand was to by his side, and it's a bit. Of a, his hand's literally above his head or in line with his head. 
it's stopping it's stopping a shot on goal. It's going it's nestling bottom corner. He, he's basically just, saved it. It's just silly. It's just uh, silly, man. I just remembered just, B- I remembered we're on BT next week, so it kind of makes me happy, but then I remembered BT shite as well. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean, like, if you're talking about the step up to Fletch, it's uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we do get to finish on a high note, right? I don't know. Is there any, any anything else in the match left that you want to chat about? Let me just, uh... Uh, Man City's kit's fucking horrible. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because by, by, by the way... Our kit looks fucking class. It does, I, doesn't I, it? It looks class. And that, like I say, that's the first match I've watched preseason. I love it. I love the look of it. The, the lads always make it look class, but make anything look class. But this, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this kit. Uh, this is the, 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 is the feel of a potentially successful kit for me. But I'm glad you have, mentioned that. Have you seen our white kit yet in, in, in full floor? I haven't seen it, and I haven't seen it live. This, this is the one with all the various um, um, uh, lines across it that make it a little bit uh, uh, fit-inducing. Is that the one? No? It, it's Yes, that's the one. It smells of relegation to me. So, <laughs> yeah. on, on, balance of, on balance of kit, we're finishing 10th, I think. Here. <laughs> uh, well, well I, I'll, I'll, I'll make a call on that when I get to see yeah. that one live as Wait, well. But do remember... Sorry, if, the third, if the third kit's good, we might win the league still. So it's fine. Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. We, still, we can still, we can still do this. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say? I, I, I was going. That's what I was going to say. Is like, apart from, I mean, Darwin heads over from a, a, a Jimbo cross on eighty-six minutes. Nabby mm-hmm. has a shot just before that. Really, kind of a tame effort in eighty-five. Robbo makes that break on eighty-six. We're actually killing them at this point. Eighty-five, eighty-six, eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. Robbo does that run where he's got Mo and Harvey inside him, and he balloons it over. Oh, uh, you know, he should you know, be fine you know. for shooting. Should be fine. <laughs> and and, and on, on eighty-nine minutes, we bring on. Carvalho for Diaz and my stream crapped out. So, uh, so it's, this is all you, dude, talking about Darwin's goal. Yeah, it, it's just it's all it's almost it's the cherry on top of the icing on top of the cake, really. Um, I can't remember. Uh, no, it's more it's more who does a a, a patent pending Henderson back post cross um, to to Robber who does a nice little header back win, back inwards to uh, to Darwin. Nice header, top off, based, and that's not just that's not Darwin, that's me as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's really good to see because I think when all the other other fans of other teams making fail comps and stuff like that, and then the icing on top of the cherry on top of the icing on top of the cake is when Harlan made and did the funny bit afterwards. So. Yeah. So what stage? What stage was that? That guy? Because again, like I say, the whole last seven minutes of stupid added on time I missed. So, so what? I, what was? I have the goal as ninety three minutes or the ninety third okay. minute. Then I didn't. Then I forgot to do times. So Jones came on for more, which I think was literally in the celebrations. Then my next note is LOL. O o o o o o l Holland lol. So yeah. So yeah, I'm guessing because I think it was not, I think it was 97 minutes played. So I'm guessing it was quite late on because I think basically everyone was just done laughing by that point. So yeah, it, it's great to see because Darwin's been the story of our preseason by the outside world. It is funny that Harland, the surest thing in football, comes off looking a bit of a dickhead. Well, just to not- come full circle, come full circle, and on the my first thought, 
and my thought all the way during the week on all the shows about this is again if there's any psychological advantage to be gained you happily grab it with both hands and you know after darwin doing what he did and showing off his you know not quite mole canyon level abs but very impressive looking things indeed god bless human being level abs (laughs) yeah yes yeah exactly but like when you after after that happens if he then goes on and has a bit of a glaring howling miss that stays with you that stays with them that's in their heads and that's good for us so i am all about that kind of thing they're the marginal gains you want man and uh yeah i i'm i look forward to catching that last little sequence somewhere later on and enjoying the hell out of that because that could be as significant in a way uh, as uh, any of the good things other good things that happened in terms of proactive stuff that we did on the park our goals our, our, our progressive play because you know you have to admit you have to sorry not admit but you have to imagine that it is going to be us going toe to toe with them um again maybe someone will break into it maybe chelsea will be wonderful this year who knows but you'd have to imagine it's likely that this is going to be the 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 race again and if that's the case man marginal gains i'll take them all every day absolutely absolutely and that's basically it we have another pre-season game against Strasbourg tomorrow. I'm not going to be covering that one, because I imagine nah. it will nah. be it will be toddlers, and even I have a limit. Um, but yeah, uh, on, on to Saturday lunchtime uh, next week, half 12 kickoff against Fulham. As I said on BT Sports, you get to, get to get back McManaman and Fletcher again, I assume. Um, beautiful times. Uh, I think the league kicks off on Friday. Anyone generally interested in the Premier League well, that's it for me on pre-season Raw. We're calling this one post-match Raw, but it's Trev and Dave, and I can't remember the other guest, but yeah, that's that's Trev back in the driving seat next week. Uh, anything you want to plug before we go, Trev? Uh, if you're new to the channel, which you won't be if you're listening live, uh, do get your head around all the various shows that are coming up because... This is where we kick into gear when the season's live. This is where all the really, uh, everyone steps up their game a lot. It's not that we we take our eye off the ball in the, in the off season, but it's harder to create content that's original. But when you've got match-based stuff, it comes thick and fast and people do a lot of work. So if you're hearing this in a podcast for the first time or you're new to the channel, have a look around some of the other stuff on display there from Anfield Index and Anfield Index Pro, and you will not regret it. And I would heartily recommend signing up first for the season because I do believe it's going to be a good one. Absolutely. Get the ad-free content and get to speak with us on Discord and and stuff like that. Uh, But that's it from us. Uh, Back with the full programme of game content uh, next week with previews, etc., and then reviews the week after. But thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows.
Sports Social Podcast Network.